Thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited um, for very obvious reasons. Guys, Malls is here. Hi, Molly. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I, I don't know if you can hear all the birds chirping around my oh. house right now, but I'm living in a little bit of an aviary, I think. Lovely. But, it's, very, yeah. it's a Snow White moment for you. It's nice. Mm -hmm. Or Cinderella, yeah. maybe. That might be more Cinderella. I am the Cinderella of Glendale. Yeah. I love that for you. Um, do you have yeah. mice? <laughs> Your cats I will eat them. I don't have mice. Honestly, thank God. No, like, don't <laughs> even say that. I, I think about it all the time because I know that, like, rodents exist. They um, do. They do exist. I, but you have cats, so they would catch them. I mean, that's not very Cinderella-y, but... They... I don't think they would. <laughs> very sweet I don't think he would know to do that maybe the younger one it just it does depend on the cat my cats do catch them but they don't try to kill them they just want to play with them they don't understand that they'll die it's pretty sad <laughs> we haven't yeah. seen we haven't seen one in a while we have tiny field mice and then we have voles with a v not mole well we do have moles but also voles because I live like on a like, kind of hillside um yeah so it's I probably better uh like a beefy rat is that what that is? A it's a beefy mouse, a vole. It's not. A, it doesn't look like a rat because it doesn't have a big old nasty tail. Sorry to my cousin Penny who has rats and loves rats. I have no problem with that. But I know uh, rat people in general and lizard people like those. Are, <laughs> that's a different breed. Like I remember seeing someone say on a, I don't know, probably in the comments or on TikTok or something, mm -hmm. Twitter. Someone said the other day that in response to hearing that the White House got a cat. <laughs> that it would be really nice if there could be some lizard representation. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we need sincere. right now. It was sincere. And I loved it because <laughs> I love how there's always going to be like, just like the lizard people being like, but hey. What about the lizards? Now that we've come around on cats, can we address <laughs> the lizard issue? I actually really do think that's a thing. I think they're like lizard people. They really are all about it. I have a client who goes to a school that has like a, like just a crap ton of lizards in the classroom i have no i have no problem with them i find them entertaining and sweet my thing is it's the same as birds i'm just like do they really want to live in that tiny thing like i just feel bad i wouldn't want to have a bird because then it can't fly like no offense to anybody it's just yeah i don't know like with guilty with cats and dogs it does feel like you're giving them a Range. life yeah they, like what would they do 
because they're so domesticated. Yeah, out on the street. What was exactly? I know. And then you look at other countries. Are fine without me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Lizards know what they're doing. I'm not narcissistic enough to think that I could ever give a lizard the life that it would. (laughs) The lap of luxury, like, doesn't matter how many crickets you give the lizard. The lizard probably wants to go out and find its own crickets you know but also i'm not gonna act like i've ever been in a lizard's brain well you know what it's funny you should say that because the reptilian brain is how we refer to anything you do that's animalistic like your id that's Mm -hmm. your reptilian brain so as a matter of fact you have been in a lizard's brain you just have way more processing in yours (laughs) oh i know dude i know about my lizard brain dude (laughs) yeah i do know about my lizard brain uh, yeah, it might come up during this um, this episode <laughs> that we're talking about, uh, that we're focusing on where did I come from, which if you don't know it, you definitely didn't get subjected to it as a child, I, I think, because it's pretty hard to get the fuck out of your brain. Um, it's pretty fundamental. And it was published in 1977. And that'll tell that that gives a lot of way. Um, and the reason that we're here talking about it is I have vivid memories of, of it from my childhood. And Malls, I know you said you don't remember mentioning it, which is, I totally get that. But I just have heard you mention it more than once. And the last time you did, I don't remember who your guest was, but you're like, didn't you have that book? And they were like, no, <laughs> I just wanted uh, to reach through the phone and be like, I did. So I tweeted at you um, and you responded. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Especially because I came course. at you with that picture. <laughs> Yeah, no, of course. Um, it was an interesting request, and <laughs> I that I've probably brought that up over the years because I, I think, think the story of how one learns about sex is always it's always topical, right? Totally, it is, and also how your parents went about it, and like the questions you had or didn't have, right? What it led you to, like we talked about that a little bit, and it'll come up. Um, I was just thinking, um, so you guys, if you Everybody knows who you are. I'm not an idiot. But like Molly has. Oh, um, I don't think everyone knows who I am. But <laughs> probably on my podcast because I think most of my listeners are, are Liz's fans. Oh, like in the same world. Yes, yeah, same world. Yes, absolutely. We're in the same world. Um, I, I started my pod shortly after I went on Liz's podcast and then she asked me back and I was like, oh my God. Um, and I, I only knew of Liz because of you. And I actually, um, I heard about her, you know, her, her Patreon when she was on your show. So I went on, I did an intervention episode and then she asked me to come back on and do the movie thin. Um, And then I was like, maybe I can do this myself. It was during quarantine, obviously. And so I started my own, this show. Um, So a lot, like so many of my listeners came from Liz and I'm very grateful for that. um, Including my co-host for my other podcast. Yeah. Um, Liz is amazing. uh, And she did an episode with me and that's got like the most listens. So anyway, that's why I'm saying people know who you are. So in case you don't know Molly, it's like my mom, Moz, (laughs) even though she knows, has a podcast called Mother May I Sleep With Podcast amongst many others. But um, if you don't mind, I just wanted to say uh, Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. I, I got onto three like over three years ago because I guess it was you were in your second season at the time um, because I had heard about it and I just started listening and this was when I was um, just starting my recovery from bulimia and I I have a lot of physical like pain as well so it wasn't as easy as just abstaining from the behavior I was in a lot of pain so I spent a lot of time outside just moving my body 
not like orthorexia or not like over exercising. I just mean like puttering around the yard or yeah, like literally like- just doing laps. Um, yeah. And I, I just started listening to your podcast every day while I did it. And it was just like, I don't know, it was like some sort of therapy, like hypnotic, just something magical because it made me happy at the same time. It wasn't true crime, you know, nicest thing uh, that that's like so nice. I'm, I feel like I have that relationship with certain things in my life where it's like, Oh, that was just there for me in that time. I feel like I understand what that, compliment means and I just want to thank you for that because that's uh you're so welcome thank you for creating the (laughs) podcast it's amazing that's like the nicest thing I could ever hear because you know I always always wonder you know who would want to listen to three and a half (laughs) hour movie podcast and there's you know definitely people I hear from who do it while they're listening to chores or they listen in bits throughout the week but um that's you know so like I'm a binger I'm a binger What you just said is like that's honestly I know that there's a lot of people out there that are because I have been in that space of like I just need to binge something that's like right. a positive association for me right now. Like, yeah, it's it's a grounding it's, thing. It's cheerful. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you uh, for being here. Um, I. I've, I've been nervous all week. I've just been like, what if she doesn't like me and I can't listen anymore? <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm, um, I'm also joking. like, no, I'm also a total people pleaser, too. So I always want everything to go really well. What I don't, is, there's don't an want ep- to have a good interaction. Yeah, same. It's it, I always think, I, I often think of, there's a scene in 30 Rock where Liz Lemon is like, she's saying something and she starts like trying to help the bad whoever's the bad guy in the situation she's like oh my god she's like i'm such a people pleaser i would have been a nazi (laughs) right right no i uh honestly that's yeah that's relatable (laughs) it's very relatable um yeah so liz you probably know that like i defend janelle like i (laughs) i I have some really sick behaviors uh, when it comes to just defending people that don't do So yeah, for I sure. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I, I cover intervention on this show a lot and I'm always like, I'm not judging them because I can see this. Like, I, I don't like this, but, you know, I try to get into the, the psyche and sometimes that's a, you know, sometimes that's a great gift, but sometimes it can blindside you and make you <laughs> vulnerable. No, that show that like, uh people who laugh at it there's like something kind of sick going on there like I oh god yeah you know what I mean like I yeah absolutely I always feel a lot of empathy for the person on going through it on intervention well, that's good well yeah and that, right? that explains more about that you're you're a super feeler you're an empath oh uh, yeah no I don't think so but I <laughs> no 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 a super feeler means that you feel other people's pain really intensely and so no, go, I know I oh. know that's like, isn't that crazy to say about yourself? If I agree with you, isn't that crazy? Doesn't that make me crazy? I don't know. I'm a super feeler. So I guess if, if I'm, if you're crazy, I'm crazy. It just, oh, all right. it means is that you take on other people. You're a caregiver, like a mom, a like bit. a, yeah, like a, like a mom who can't sleep because her, her child is sick or something like that. Like they want to just make it better for other people. Uh, it doesn't mean you're crazy. A lot of it is, is how you're raised. Um, my sister and I are both like this because our mom taught preschool for 40 years, <laughs> among other things. Um, right. But yeah, so anyway, um, so this book, we both had it growing up. And it's funny, you, you're born the same year as my sister, 84. Um, I'm, eight, I'm 88, right there after you. And I 
had this, we had this book in our house. It wasn't a library book. And I know my sister already had it in her room. And it was like the funny book, the funny book with funny pictures, but I didn't know what any of them meant. Um, and if you guys are wondering, what are the pictures like, we'll get to it, but also I'll, I can post some stuff on my Instagram after this. Um, like the, the more safe for work, like pictures, you might be thinking this is a children's book. What wouldn't be safe for work? A lot of it. A lot of it wouldn't be safe for work. Um, and I'm not a prude, but the whole reason this came up is because this book is so graphic and like overly detailed that it puts a lot into the heads of children that probably didn't need to be there. Um, but I remember, my, I'm going to ask you your experience in a second. Um, but m when I was given this book, when it was passed down to me, I guess, um, I, I believe I was about eight. And we were at the Children's Discovery Museum in San Jose, which is what it sounds like. It's a kid's museum. It's purple. It's very fun. Um, and then we were outside on like the lawn, the grass where you could run around. And there were two, I remember this so vividly. There were two dragonflies like flying, but they were flying together, you know, like one on top of the other because that's sure. how insects mate. And I was like, that's what are they? Yeah. I was like, what are they doing? Are they stuck? <laughs> And this is the moment. This is the moment my parents are like, they sit me down on a bench in the middle of San Jose and they're like, actually, they're mating. Mating's how you make a baby. People mate too. We have a book about it. This is how I remember it. And then I got home and they're like, here's the book. <laughs> and that was it. I could read. That's so, that's so uh, interesting that they were, I don't know, that's very, I, I would say, aware to bring it to you the second you have a question about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like, okay, so in my situation, I was so clueless. I was like a, just a little kid. And I was saying to my mom on the way home from school one day, I was like, we should go by CVS and get a pregnancy test. <laughs> and she was like, why? And I was like, cause like, what if you're pregnant? And she's like, I'm not pregnant. And I was like, what? Well, what if you are? Like, how are we going to know? Oh my like, God. Because I like been seeing commercials for oh okay okay I was like how'd you know what that was <laughs> no from yeah no that was like sort of I think that's wild I think it might have been popular before that but they were that's just a... like I watched a lot of daytime tv I think yeah oh that okay yeah like growing pains you know when they yeah like at my at the beach house or like if my mom was cleaning a house and I had to like uh -huh. tag with her sometimes I just yeah. like watch in the den or something or didn't so you have didn't you have like an older babysitter that had, I'm sorry, I sound like such a stalker, but you talked about once that you had an older babysitter and you got to see a lot of shit because their kids were older. Like, that's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's an easy way. Yeah. Her grandkids were teenagers. So got it. Uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, so my mom was like, okay, this is like an opportunity. So um, she went to the library and got the book and a DVD. <laughs> She made me like go with her and like take out the book and mm -hmm. it was supposed to like teach me something. I don't know. Or maybe she didn't. I don't know. I have but, a I have a quick question. Was it a DVD or was it a VHS? What you're sorry, a VHS. I'm saying DVD because like that feels old to me. It's a VHS. <laughs> I, I'm not I am I'm so sorry. That sounded like mansplaining. The only reason I asked is because this, the only copy I could find online is a VHS, and you can hear that hmm of the VHS behind it. Sorry, that's all. <laughs> no, it's a uh, it's a VHS and uh yeah, it wasn't a laser disc or anything. It was a VHS. <laughs> that would be and, high tech. Uh, we didn't have a laser disc. 
yeah, you know, it's interesting right away that you called it like the funny book, because one thing that I've been thinking <laughs> of sort of like even what you talked about with me uh, before we started this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think one thing that's kind of hitting me is that any sort of updated version of explaining sex to a child, mm-hmm. it, there's no punchlines in it. There's no... <laughs> sort of like it's very neutered and like it's weird when you know um when you go to see a disney movie with your parents when you're a kid and they're yeah. laughing at the jokes that you're too young to get. <laughs> like that shouldn't be in a explainer for sex like there shouldn't be like anything that like an adult would giggle at i agree with you i 100 percent agree this whole book makes me my body cringe um so like I was so freaked out when you said that to me because I was like, oh God, like what if this is like somehow really affected my psyche? Like what if we go through this and I'm gonna like unlock a memory or something? Um, I mean, you probably will just because you had you saw this video and when we're that age, we are so impressionable and visual images specifically. You know they they store in your brain differently than you know, things that you hear. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's kind of like smells. So I'm sure that you will, but I hopefully none of it's traumatic, but if you need to stop, we can stop. Um, totally let me know if any of it bugs you. Um, it just made me squirm, um, like a lot. Uh, it's just so descriptive. It's I'm honestly, I told Kyler, my fiance, I was like, we're looking at it together, not like in a weird way, but I was reading it to him and I was like, Kyler, this is, like, I am sure it's not the intention, but this comes, well, actually, I don't know. It comes off like grooming material made by a pedophile. It's like, so you want to know about sex? Well, get ready. Like, it's so too much. And it should be called, what's sex? It shouldn't be called, where did I come from? Because so I think that the, so I think that that's the framing for the narrative, which I actually think is really interesting because mm-hmm. it, it, um, it puts the onus on the child. Yeah, to to synthesize this and understand it as if this book is all you need. They're answering this question throughout this book, which is a child that it's like almost like it's saying like to the reader, this is your question that you're. Yes, you wanted to know this. You wanted to know this. Exactly. I have that written here. That's the grooming part of it. It's like, oh, well, you wanted to know. And this beautiful. Everyone's in love. Don't be scared of it. That's actually like a thing. Because like I, ooh, like I remember. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Total huge trigger warning here um, for anyone listening. I mean, the whole thing, but trigger warning for me, um, I will say this. I understand this is not everyone's experience and I'm not trying to put this on it as though this book caused anything for me, but I was, my parents did not know, but I was molested shortly before I was given this book. I did not know what sex was. I didn't know anything, but the person who um, did that to me when I was seven um, that was how they framed it. They, they, um, God, I'm sharing a lot, but they, <laughs> so they, God, they, sorry. thanks. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's been weird cause I repressed it for a really long time, hence the bulimia and stuff. But I, um, I was seven and we were home with my, uh, an adult relative and that relative brought their boyfriend and my parents right. didn't, didn't know apparently. Um, I mean, this is like, I didn't tell my parents till I was like 32. <laughs> I'm right. 30, I'm 33, but, um, 
but I didn't know how to tell him. I didn't know what it was. I was so young. I didn't know what to tell. I just, something was wrong. But anyway, the way that exactly. he. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, what would you write? Yeah. So the way that he manufactured this, um, cause I'm younger, my sister's four years older. So she was 11. I'm assuming that's why he didn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's great that he didn't touch my sister, but the way that he manipulated the situation was I, a lot of things, but mainly he, um, he dragged my cousin. I remember him taking my cousin into my parents' bedroom and leaving the door open just to crack and like making out and doing stuff with her on the bed. And he knew we were watching, like he did it because he knew we were peeking. We were, and we were peeking through the crack of the door. I had no idea what was going on, but my sister was like, look how funny, like, look at their doing stuff, you know, cause she had had this book already. So she knew what was going on and I didn't. Oh and I remember him making eye contact through the, um, the crack. And then he was like, and then he, all of a sudden he scared us from behind the door, which is a common tactic. He was like, boo, you know, like, haha, caught you perverts basically. And then that night he snuck into my room and he's like, well, do you want to, like, you were curious you you clearly want to know like what grown-ups do so like that was how it was framed so when i sorry i'm sorry if you weren't prepared oh, for that I'm so sorry you went through that thank you yeah it's been a it's been pretty crazy i buried it for a really long time and had a bunch of other stuff happen as is common with trauma um but when i was reading this i was like whoa did he read this book? Because <laughs> it's like a script. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's get to, I mean, there's definitely levity here. There's a lot of levity and I have some, you know, funny things to, to put in. So like I said, I'm not trying to say that the authors of this book intended that. If I'm, if I had to guess, I would say it's 1977 and these adults are like, you know, free love, sex, let's be honest with each other. Let's do these great things. But then they start thinking children are capable or are curious about things that they aren't even aware of yet. And they, they're overloading information thinking they should have it all and not understanding that developmentally speaking, they should not have that much yet. And for anyone who's like wondering, well, what the fuck, how are you supposed to tell your kids? Um, I will talk about that later, but I have an example of a book. I won't play it, but I have yeah, an example of a book. Like being, I think being, uh, I would say like sensitive or like, you know, what we would call now woke. <laughs> yeah so not trendy in the 70s and like no. I imagine that like an earnest yes book would have gotten published or yeah. distributed the way that this did because this had sort of a uh it broke the ice mm -hmm. a little bit well it's like why shouldn't we hide anything from our children we shouldn't be ashamed and I get that attitude but it's extremely dangerous because a child doesn't know what's appropriate and what's not they don't know they don't know anything about it so any exposure can potentially be harming sorry my freaking phone keeps going off okay i only have it on because i need i wrote down the clips <laughs> in here okay so without further ado um oh one more thing so we talked about i was telling malls i didn't buy a digital version which i'm glad i didn't because we're just doing the video because the only digital version available was like this, where did I come from? But all the people were colored black, which I found really insensitive to African-American culture or African culture, I guess, anybody who identifies as black. Um, it was so much just like, look, now for black kids. Like I just, and I go ahead and you can totally say. Well, like, no, I just, um, so I think that at the time, because you're saying that like, it's interesting that they came out with like a black version. Yeah. I think at the time, um, 
Well, like interracial relationships were taboo, generally speaking. Yes, yes, um, I do agree. And so, uh, and that goes for like, you know, all races. So I think like at the time in 1977, you know, it's radical enough that they printed this sex book. I think to then include like diversity would be really difficult. And why, and so like, why would they have, um, you know, uh, why would they need to have a a black book? Can't like black kids use Mm -hmm. this same book, right? right? But at the same time, there was a around the time that 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 version probably came out that was when like they were doing Cosby show episodes about whether or mm. not uh, you could have a black santa claus at the mall that's so a really good point the like racial dialogue was not there at all and if no no it was probably considered to be like uh you know, woke of them. No, and I totally get that it was well intentioned. I totally get that. Um, but I was just kind of like, yikes, that doesn't um that doesn't really carry into now. I mean, but... nothing holds up anymore. Like, no. <laughs> like uh, you know, there's so many um there's so many interesting things that you can take from this book about where we were as a culture for this to be popping on the level that it was. Sure. Right? Just about oh my god. Yeah, like, they must sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Just like uh, sort of like massaging the subject matter so mm-hmm. that it's not awkward for parents when like grow the fuck up like you have a kid like explain sex to them in a normal. And that's that's such a big part of this book too. The whole intro is like, wait, I um well I have it in here actually. I'm just gonna go ahead and play the intro for you. Um, but they do address that a lot. It's like for red fa- red faced parents everywhere, which again I get it. Um. Also, I will say, I'm not going to play it because there's no sound, but the whole first part of this video, I think, is when they adopted that, like, for Black people thing. Because it's, like, kids around the world passing a ball to each other, but it's, it's like, you know, the kid in China, and then there's a kid oh, outside wow. the opera you. house, and there's a kid at the yeah, Sydney yeah. Opera House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tattooed on me? <laughs> yes, please do. Um, I love that this baby is the only one that looks confused in this entire book. <laughs> Like, why are we reading this? Um, So this is, if you want to watch it, um, you can find it on YouTube. I found it posted by someone called Actual Person 34, which is convincing. Um, It's age-restricted, again, even though it's a kid book. (laughs) Um, And there's, it's narrated, but it's like an actual cartoon. With the Australian narrator. It is. Because that's what it says in the description. I know, I just saw that. Um, Yeah, it's definitely... um, Matilda, let us know how you feel about this Australian, my uh, really good, uh, good friend Matilda, who's also on Liz's podcast uh, oh. a couple times, uh, lives in Australia, and they are, they work with me, well, they've been on this pod, but they work, they're joining my team for Coast to Coast Cocktails, my other podcast with Justine, um, so we'll see what Matilda thinks. So this is the intro, um, and it's a, I'm not going to probably play the whole thing, but it just gives you a taste of like how they set it up. I don't have a problem with this part, so to speak, but we can still rip it apart. So let's go. This film is all about you. We thought you'd like to know exactly where you came from and how it all happened. But we know, because we have children of our own, that it's not easy to tell the truth without getting embarrassed. First you turn pink, then you turn red, And you cough and you splutter. And you mumble and you mutter. And you find the whole thing too difficult for words. 
And that's why there are so many different stories about where we all came from. Just listen to these. I was brought special delivery by the stork, and he even knew where I lived. This one's my favourite. My dad was in the bar one night, and he found me swimming in his beer. I was a Christmas present from the fairies. I was hiding in Papa's best Sunday hat. So there's some diversity for you. <laughs> yeah, there's the diversity we were craving. I mean Listen, one thing over overall is the aesthetic is pretty cute the cartoon is cute it reminds me a little bit of rugrats like especially later when they're like there's a big group of the kids i have yeah, yeah it's just when it and then it gets dark like it's just like it shows the parents just full-on fucking like that's where we're gonna get guys i don't want to hide it from you i mean it starts basically with the parents being like we're too big of pussies to tell you the story 100 percent, and then my favorite version of how like one kid said they they, <laughs> they were brought into their family um that i didn't show you like it's further it's later um well besides the beer one i love there's one where the kid just pops out of the beer the dad in the dad's at the yeah bar. uh what the fuck <laughs> kind of story is that i mean that's uh i guess you know a metaphor but <laughs> really fucked up they're definitely saying it's like a one night stand baby Totally. And one of them is, one of them is, well, is like, um, mom found me in the hospital. I'm sorry. Mom found me in the hospital when, or I was served to mom instead of food when she was in hospital. <laughs> like, okay. So we're cannibals now. Yeah. It's just, it's all kinds of weird. Um, but it really made me think if, it, if we need a palate cleanser, it really made me think of this scene, which is how normal people handle this kind of stuff. You guys want to hear something neat? We're gonna have a baby together. What? Yeah, baby. Well, you're not married. Aren't you supposed to be married to have a baby? You don't have to be. But they should be, because they love each other, and people who love each other get married and have babies. Mm-hmm. Do you love each other? Yes, they love each other, because that's what you do. When you love each other, you get married and have a baby. Where do babies come from? Where do you think they come from? Well, I think a stork, he, um, he drops it down, and, it, and then a hole goes in your body, and there's blood everywhere coming out of your head, and then you push your belly button, and then your butt falls off, and then you hold your butt, and you have to dig, and you'll find a little baby. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's my example of good parenting. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, I was taken aback. I thought we were watching a YouTube ad at first. And so I sorry. Was... <laughs> no. I oh, was just... don't be sorry. Um, <laughs> it reminded me so much. use of that. No. You know what? Yes. I mean, listen. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. This whole thing is not ideal. And it also, that is another thing, too, that's confusing, I think, and why, like, I, I think maybe the more traditional heteronormative relationship thing hopefully wouldn't be included in a modern day version because yes uh you know that was confusing for me like I didn't 
you know, live in a, it was weird to think mm-hmm. of my mom and my dad that I didn't that really you didn't know. know. Yeah. That's or yeah. Like, or, uh, for kids, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause like now on TikTok, I'm realizing that like the, some <laughs> of the first like gay couples that were like, really like out there adopting their kids are like 25 now. You yeah, know what I mean? That's amazing. I, I wouldn't say like the first, but like when it went, started to go wide. No, I, I hear you. It was way harder, but it's not a new desire yeah like families to want children I mean they shouldn't even call it be called alternative but I guess that's what we have to say now better Uh, to do this with like animals if I'm being honest I know that but it's better to tell a story like this with the animals I agree with you I do I actually think that's a really good point and a lot of books go that way it's kind of like when you said like there shouldn't be all these like lol moments in like a children's book that the parents would find funny but the kids wouldn't and it mm-hmm. reminds me of books about like what why do we poop or like where do you poop you know um like the fa- there's famous uh you know there's the famous like everybody poops yeah. but but actual books about it like it's funny because it's poop like but that's yeah, not like, like the kid's in on the joke like the kid gets it just uh it's such a uh, selfish it's so it appeals to such a selfish element of a parent where it's like they have to have some sort of entertainment value or interest yeah. in anything that's educating their child like not everything's going to be sesame street like you can't have grover pop up all the time like <laughs> There's some things that your child needs to learn in if, a way that's yeah. maybe a little bit more boring for you. But guess what? Yeah. It's clinical. Not, it's not supposed to be exciting for you. Kids get excited by like a fucking merry-go-round. Okay. They're like, right. they, yeah. Another thing I, I hate about this book is how much they compare sex in an orgasm to normal activities, like getting tickled by a feather or it's tiring, like jumping a jump rope. Like it's normalizing I it. I remember that. Yeah. It's coming. So here's a prime example of where the cute animation becomes very upsetting. And I'm just going to say like this whole thing kind of reminds me of like a, f- like the animation looks like family guy a little bit. Tell me if you disagree. Okay. No, it does have a similar like uh vibe to it. Wait till you see the mom. So as I mentioned in the book, which again, 1977, they did something that I, at least they like you know they made the parents have normal bodies they're not like va va voom or whatever you know they were ugly when i was a child sure because that's what we were taught so this is this is sorry i'm just holding up what the book looks like they're the you know the mom has some some voluptuous boobies but like and they're but they're bigger they're like middle-aged white people that that, like it does look like it does look like an early version of family guy like you know (laughs) it does Almond version of like the Simpsons. That's what that looks like. But what? Yeah. But wait till you see what they do to them in the video. They made them skinny. And honestly, this clip is just called boobs. Like, and okay. I know, I know you can't see it, everybody. But malls. This is just like you're saying for the parents. The way this woman's boobs look, move, and the way she jiggles them at the end of this clip. I just need you to. I just need you to see that. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. If we start at the top, you can see that the man has a flat chest, but the woman has two round bumps on her chest. These bumps have a lot of names. Some people call them bosoms, or titties, or boobs. But the proper name for them is breasts. And that's the name you should try to remember. 
god. <laughs> she so, starts bouncing up and down. Okay, so first of all, they have this duck that I think is like a rubber duck in the Yep. In the, okay. So this rubber duck comes alive and is mm-hmm. like comedy. He's doing bits. He's like the comedian. Exactly. Just like he's- staring at the tits. It's like the subliminal message, which is like, mm-hmm. look, I, I'm gawking at this. Tits are sexual. Tits are hot. Yeah. And her tits are like huge plastic surgery tits. Like, and they I mean, they, and they then she, like- and then she's in the bath and she's just like, jiggling them like in case you didn't know what we were talking about they're like porno boobs they're por- thank you that's the next clip is called porn for children okay so um i guess i forgot to read i was going to read the page that comes before that um so i'm just going to go because i didn't clip everything obviously we don't have to sit here for 25 minutes and just watch this video together um so it says now you know that none of this is true and i wrote you about the um where do babies come from? They came from the store. They came from, you know, the chimney. They came from the hospital, like my mom's dish at the hospital. <laughs> and then it says, now you know that none of that is true. I just wanted to go ahead and say, you know, is part of the manipulative language here. You're a grown up. You, you know, you know, that's not real. You want to know about sex. Right. Um, the truth is much more interesting than that. Also interesting. Uh, for whom? <laughs> so we'll start at the very beginning. Little people are made by bigger people. The first thing to know is that babies are made by grown-ups. One of them has to be a woman and one a man. In other words, the two people who made you were your mother and father. So there's a great, um, I understand scientifically that's true. There needs to be a sperm and an egg. But it's to your point, books these days, they don't say that, first of all, because they don't talk about sex like that. But they also, they'll just say sperm and egg. And then the parents can be like, well, sperm is something that comes out of a a boy's body. And egg is something, you know, and you don't. Like, so does poop, so does pee. Like, you don't have to get into it. The kid's not going to be like, well, what is it? Ha-? Like, do they do they tickle each other with feathers? Like, it's not, a kid isn't going to have the questions that they're assuming a child oh, has. Oh, no. Like, there's no, um, like, there's so many sexual acts that I couldn't even get, like, an individual <laughs> on. Oh, like, no. Yeah, you same. Know what I mean? Like, I, someone would, like, reference mm-hmm. something. Like, even through, like, like a blowjob. I, college like i was like i would hear (laughs) these things and i'd be like sure what's that about like it just seems so yeah Yeah, exactly it's not a natural inquiry that i've ever come across i mean uh, if your kid asked you for this information they probably saw something all right and i think also there's like the two-tier sex talk from what what i understand there's like sort of the one that you would give a very young kid yes and maybe sure. one. it's just know. about the tummy it's just about the tummy the baby's and mommy's tummy that's like yeah all I really said. like and then like maybe one though like closer to puberty or something i'm sure there would be like a, maybe an update on some certain information or whatever that, but for yeah a young child like there's they don't, nothing they need to know no especially and it gets so much more detailed like this is what's your body's gonna do and it's like wait i thought we were talking about where we were coming we came from like not right. puberty i mean we were both very young when given this book um so another thing i just want to say i know you already heard it why is it necessary to call us that some people call boobs titties in this book i, I mean or wait, in this video <laughs> you said titties in that video yeah here in the book it says these bumps have a lot of names. Some people call them the bosom, which you say like this, bosom. Other people call them titties or boobs. Don't ask us why. Titties? 
Yes, titties. I think it said it in that no, video. Oh, girl, I I guess I like I guess I was so uh, focused on yeah by those porn boobs that those I, titties right <laughs> them titties yeah, like titties. I honestly that's um that's crazy that's fucking I, crazy that the book says titties in it it does and I wrote this is complete yeah I wrote this is completely unnecessary this is what a predator would do testing the level of comfort or using humor to disarm the child. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It's the humor. And I know, listen, I, I'm sure my mom in part felt confident getting that for me because we Mm -hmm. say a lot of things through humor in my family. Sure. But like, this is a titties. (laughs) I know. Wait till we get to the dick. Like, honestly, I'm blown away. Okay. Keep going. All right. (laughs) Breasts, but the proper name for them is breasts. And that's the name we want you to remember. And then it talks about milk. Um, when you were just born, your mother's milk were rather like a mobile milk bar. And I have no problem with the words about that. Just saying, because all it really says is um, you didn't have any teeth. You couldn't eat hot dogs or hamburgers or French fries or candy. You had to drink your food. And then the milk kept you alive. Um, I didn't clip this part because it's not that salacious. But I, I just, for the sake of you seeing this, I just want you to see this scene of the mom breastfeeding on like what I assume is a bus, unless it's a limo. Okay. But I'll just play a little bit just so you can see this. When you were just born, your mother's breasts were rather like a mobile milk bar. Did you see that? I think it's the backseat of a cab. Yeah, and her boobs are out and the cab is like not hitting any bumps and her boobs are just like- No, that's boom, not- ba- Boom, like jiggling like crazy. That's super disturbing because- this is- the yeah. animator, yeah, and it looks like Family Guy, and even Family Guy couldn't show that. Right. <laughs> I mean, the things I wasn't allowed to watch as a child, and then I was given this. I mean, honestly, it's so it's so ironic, I guess. Um, I can't. I <laughs> shock. like I honestly am. Titties has me shook. Like that's that was. Why I get so afraid, like thinking about like. You know, if someone ever accused me of saying something or doing something, like I honestly am out, you know, I would think, no, I didn't do that. But like, if you asked me if the book that I read to learn about sex taught me, (laughs) I would say, no way. I wonder if my mom didn't read that part out loud or something. I I don't, I don't think my parents read this to me. They just handed it to me. I could read. Right. I couldn't read yet. Oh, okay. So you were. You were younger. I was a little bit older, but you had the video, and they didn't have. To, she didn't have to read that. So yeah, um, titties. Oh my god, titties. And I, I will say the video has lots more words than the book. And so in the book, they actually don't give alternatives for penis. And I was like, well, what the hell is that about? But in the video, they do. Oh great! Um, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> kidding um and it says take a look further down the pictures you'll see that just below the middle the woman spreads out but the man doesn't i'm like what a weird way to describe hips <laughs> what the oh, fuck okay is that what they were describing yeah <laughs> hips the reason she spreads out there that part's called the hips is to make enough room for a baby but that comes later and it's like great because they're gonna spend 10 pages talking about sex um and then it's like, look further down between the legs. Like, isn't this creepy? Like an adult being like, now look at this part. Like, ooh, I just can't. Yeah, it does. It does feel weird. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's I more. Wonder, mon- I wonder if there was any backlash at the time on this. 
Probably. I bet there was a lot, but I think they stood by it and it was kind of a cult classic because of that. It's like, this book will give your kids a truth, you know? Like, yeah. it's not about watering cans. In a way that's not embarrassing or boring for you. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, you can giggle because it's fine. Because I forgot to say this part. Because Dr. Spock says, it's great. <laughs> on the oh, back of the great. book oh my god dr spock jesus uh, all, all of our idol um i give this book top grades for humanness or sorry humaneness and honesty some parents will find it that it's humorousness helps them over the embarrassment others may be offended <laughs> so i think that was their defense like oh you're just a prude what a baby like you're you're such a fucking baby that you need yep. like yeah ask someone to give you permission to like tell your kid about this like it's just like i don't hard, know. hard agree and also like you're, it's like oh it's not in my hands dr spock said it's good it's like it's you know it's like remote control parenting like you can't you, you gotta be like why is it such a big deal like yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. not that big of a deal like i'm not saying like to, to overly normalize something like that but i feel like when you i mean basically what they're setting this child up to do is to like keep this a secret and to make this feel like illicit yeah right? like they're making yes illicit like this is dare program shit where they're like this is yep. so hardcore like someone has to sit <laughs> down and level with you but this is hard for parents to talk about hard um, exactly and so don't ask them right, right. we'll tell you but also like well, and then the thing after titties and boobs, they go, but the proper name for them is breasts. And that's the name we want you to remember. Like when you talk to other people, just say breasts, but we all know they're titties and they're right. whatever. I just, I can't um, deal with it. So now we get to the part about the penis. So I'm just going to play it. <laughs> it's like, first he's like, look down, there's pubic hair. And then, which also puberty, not about babies. Down between the legs, you'll see that both the man and the woman have patches of furry hair. You'll have some too one day when you get older. But the important thing to notice is how different the man and the woman are. Between the man's legs is something that all you boys have. Yours won't be as big as this yet, but it will grow bigger as you grow bigger. Just like breasts, this part of the body has a lot of different names. The John Thomas, the Willie, the Pecker. But the right name for it is the penis. Just like peanuts without the tea. The penis. <laughs> okay, I can't. Tell me what you think, Mel's. I guess I just don't understand. The duck. Yeah, no, I I understand the duck. Um, <laughs> what I think I'm I'm kind of like still that's washing over me a little bit is that this is just they're two different conversations. Yeah. A hundred percent. Where you come from and what is all what's your body doing and what's your dick gonna look like? We just watched a baby's dick grow like progressively, in yeah, like progressively. Were, and it what is it called? Time lapse. Yes, time lapse, thank you. We watched a baby's dick grow time lapse, and then we're watching a duck <laughs> that is that is bill level to this guy's pretty humongous dick. Uncut. 
<laughs> and his balls are yeah i did and his balls are like really long and droopy um yeah. And the duck is like, wow, look at this penis. And it's just, I'll post a picture. I was going to, I didn't want to post it before we did the episode, but this is the screen cap I, I wanted to post. Like the duck is ogling the penis. The duck is ogling the penis like he's going to eat like, it. But like also like not in this, the sort of like desperate horny way that he was with the mom. No, like, he's like, like, this thing's cool. Let me, I'm checking this thing out. Like this mm -hmm. guy's happen. That's the truth, uh, as these people see it. The dick is to ogle, or the dick is to admire, and the the boobs are for public but consumption. So, but like the implication is like the duck is trying to let us know, like he's not gay. Oh yeah, good point. Even though his bill is right there. <laughs> yeah, he's basically being like, I listen. I'm checking this out in a straight way. The the duck is like, no homo. I'm making eye contact with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. I think the duck doesn't realize that like whether or not he's sexually attracted to this man doesn't matter because this is not about bestiality this is about where children come from it is except that this duck keeps being forced to stay in the bathtub whenever they it tries to get away they pick it up and hold it um you don't see that in all the clips i, I don't have anything to say that's not victim blaming the duck so we should <laughs> no <laughs> Okay, so the next page is, it just says vagina. But what does the woman have between her legs? She has a little opening. I just circled little and put misogyny. Why does it have to be little? Opening called a vagina. It rhymes with Carolina. No, it doesn't. All right. Now, if you can remember those two names, penis and vagina, we'll get on to how a baby is made. This is, these pages are not numbered, but it's been an hour. <laughs> since we sat down and now we're going to talk about where the baby comes from okay thank god um but it's like the worst part of the book but yeah what if i forgot well you know that's why we're doing this is because nobody what knows if I, like learn something today <laughs> you're like oh what is that white sticky stuff again yeah uh, okay. <laughs> okay no that's completely okay so i'm gonna i'll read a little bit in up until this clip um it says um, what happens is this. Let's say the man and the woman are lying in a bed together. This part often happens in a bed because a bed is so nice and comfortable. Um, the man loves a woman, so he gives her a kiss and she gives him a kiss and they hug each other very tight. And I'm going to let it play from there. And also like, Malls, this is like, if you, <laughs> I'm just warning you, it's like, no, I'm like holding my breath a little. It's pretty graphic. And after a while, the man's penis becomes stiff and hard, and much bigger than it usually is. It gets bigger because it has a lot of work to do. By this time, all the hugging and kissing have made the man and the woman feel very loving towards each other. They want to be as close as they can be. And that's when the man puts his penis inside the woman, into her vagina. I know. Because that's the closest two people can get. This is a very nice feeling for both the man and the woman. He likes being inside her, and she likes having him inside her. Ew! I know. Love. Because it starts with the man and the woman loving each other. That's and then, 
Uh, that's revolting. I'm so uncomfortable. I know. I'm uncomfortable hearing that at my grown age. I cannot, I feel like. That's exactly my point. I wouldn't show this to my 16 year old client, let alone one of my little ones. Are you kidding? No. And like, this is exactly the kind of thing that like builds shame. I feel like absolutely why like I don't want to know about this and hundred percent it's embarrassing it's like too much information it's completely embarrassing and the fact and it's shameful I could just say for myself I felt ashamed for knowing about it like I mean I also things happened but and also like wondering if other people knew that I knew about it and like just feeling like gross like feeling like ew do people know that I like know this yeah (laughs) Just the, uh, what we just saw there, like, you see this dude fully thrust into this bitch. Fully fuck his wife. Fully cartoon fucking. And it's like, that visual doesn't need to be Holy shit, no. No one should ever have to see their parents fuck. Like, that's, what? I know this isn't their parents, but that doesn't matter. Then it, like, overly, it, because then, like, everything, it opens the floodgates, right? Oh my god. Can I tell you, can I tell you something that is like, speaking of shame, my whole life I was so embarrassed about this. And now I understand that I had nothing to be embarrassed about. But can I tell you something? I like, I'm very fortunate. My parents have been together for almost 50 years. They're very happy. But um, growing up, we lived in a one story and my sister's room was at the front of the house and mine was behind her. So it was next to my parents. After given being given this book, slash having been molested it was up to me to put the pieces together and so after reading this i remember listening and not helping but hear them have sex and like good for them i guess they had sex a lot back then but like i couldn't sleep i had nightmares i was traumatized i couldn't explain it and i remember i tried to tell my mom like i remember actually trying to tell her like i can hear you guys and it it's hard for it's scary for me and like she got up she didn't really get it and so for a while like I was just like I knew if they closed the door at night they were gonna fuck because otherwise the door was always open they did that thing where you leave the door open because that's what my parents always did but then it was like if they're gonna fuck the doors closed and I was like so I couldn't help but be aware and I didn't have headphones I didn't have anything I was a little kid in the 90s I didn't have any way to block it out I had to go to bed right and um so it was just really to the point that I wouldn't I couldn't sleep anymore um and so I would just cry in the hallway (laughs) Oh, honey. I know. And they didn't get it. Like, they didn't, they honestly didn't know what, they didn't know because they didn't even understand how bad this book was, let alone everything else. But I remember asking my mom once, like, like, will you tell me, like, if you're going to close the door tonight or something, like, so I can prepare myself. And she was like, that's so inappropriate for you to ask that. And I just thought, I mean, no offense, mom, like, I get it. Like, you were just really blindsided, but I just was like, wow, she's ashamed of me for knowing what sex is and for being aware of it. I shouldn't know, but I do. So what the fuck am I going to do? And I swear to God, it wasn't until I was like late elementary school, junior high, I finally got access to like a Walkman and stuff. And then I would just use that like because otherwise I was screwed. No pun intended. I mean, I almost wonder if this like set me on a track in life because I'm so like squeamish when my friends talk about sex. And I almost yeah. wonder if like this put that harsh visualization in my mind. Cause like I, when people tell me like, it's awful, but like when people tell me sexual stories, I can't not like the first thing I do is like visualize it. it. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
just is so gross to me. Upsetting. It's really upsetting. Yeah. It's really upsetting. It's never hot or interesting or sure. Yeah. If someone's going through something, I'm happy to listen. Right. But for the most part, like I'm not that friend that like you go to (laughs) conversation. And I do wonder if that's part of it or maybe I'm just a prude. No, I I have to say, I'm sure it's a huge part of it. And also everything you mentioned surrounding it, like I had all these questions, but I had a single mom and then she gave me this resource and I felt like I was kind of on my own with it and just figuring it out. Like that's how a lot of us were. Um, you know, as, again, to the point that the parent doesn't have to, supposedly with this book, the parent doesn't have to be involved. And that's really bad because the parent's not there to say, like, don't worry, this doesn't really apply to you. Like, right. that's grown up stuff. Like, you don't have to worry about, like, that's not your body and you shouldn't be afraid of your own body. But I was. I remember, you know, hitting puberty. Oh, God, it was awful. But that's a whole other story for a whole other show. But um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's my, like, deep shame. And I swear to God, I thought for for so long that I was like a fucking perv and it wasn't because I wanted to hear it I was like mortally afraid of it but sorry well, that's definitely that. like what it that's definitely what it does is yes. like it it creates um because it feels like you're in on a secret yeah when in yes. reality like it's not something you should really even be thinking about oh anything. That's a really good way of putting it, Molly. Thank you. It's like you're in on a secret you don't want to know about, which is such a relatable feeling. Like, I think yeah. we're like, I don't want to know this. Why do I now know this? It's kind of like, um, and not to bring it there, but like true crime, you know, when someone confesses something to someone and they're like, I don't want to know. Like Now I'm involved. Now I'm stained. You know, that's how it felt. At least that's right. how it felt for me. Not that yeah, I- well, yeah, no, for sure. Because like, it also was something that like, you know, you weren't supposed to talk about. Like, no, you're allowed to know, but you cannot talk about it because that's inappropriate. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Potty talk. Right. I'm and gonna also, give you all this. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No. Bathroom talk for sure. But then also like, um, there was a. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Go ahead. <laughs> um. Just it's so. It's like bullying, almost like I'm gonna give you. It's like a trap. I'm gonna give you all this information and all this knowledge but you're not allowed to discuss it or even admit that you know it. So this is all like free love, woohoo, let's be honest with our kids. But then it's it misses the whole part of like, but you should actually be open to them when they actually have questions. Right, because that's something where like you wouldn't, like letting on that you know would have been weird. So yeah. like, you're basically, Ew, like, again, again you it's asking you to sort of like conceal a secret. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Gross. No. I'm glad at least you're doing another podcast today. So this will be stuck in you in your brain for the Oh no, it's fine. I'll move on. I my brain is so riddled with trauma. I just sort of move past <laughs> it pretty quickly at this point. But <laughs> I hear you. But you're gonna have like weird yeah, not really <laughs> weird baby dreams all night. Um so this next clip I call Why Are We Still Talking About This? Because I bet you think this is the worst and it's over, but it's not. Because they spend at least two pages talking about why parents do this not to make a baby but why it feels good what the feeling is like and what comes out of the man great so (laughs) buckle up okay let's get into it okay here we go it's easier to understand when you realize that the part which tickle most are the man's penis and the woman's vagina. 
so it's not surprising that most of the wriggling happens down there. It often starts slowly, but gets quicker and quicker as the tickly feeling gets stronger and stronger. The man pushes his penis up and down inside the woman's vagina so that both the tickly parts are being rubbed against each other like scratching an itch, only a lot nicer. But if it's so nice, why don't people do it all the time? First, because it's very tiring. More than running, or skipping, or climbing trees, or playing football, or almost anything. Good as it is, you just can't do it all day long. Okay, I'm stopping it here because first we saw the parents slowly fucking and then fucking faster. And then they show an image of a little girl jump roping faster and faster and faster till she stops completely. You could hear it imitating the, the routine of fucking till you orgasm. Yeah, it also like the sound sounded yeah, like jerking off. Yes, and the, the mewing kitties. I hate that. I hate that they're I showing that i mean well also the weirdest part is that like the child so after he says like oh like you know uh, your private parts or whatever are the parts that tickle the most yeah the child looks down at his like it's own like... penis and then so it's like sort of this suggestion suggestion that, that it'll feel good if you do it too yep yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh, for me too. Ew. <sighs> yeah. Like, you shouldn't even be thinking about yourself sexually at all when you're that age. You're thinking about what your parents did. You're not even thinking about the fact that you're gonna be that hasn't synthesized yet. Like, you don't. You know, you're gonna grow up, but you don't think like, oh, I'm gonna fuck. Like, it's just not. So right before that kicked in, it said it's a difficult feeling to describe. Not that anyone asked, um, but. If you can imagine a gentle, tingly sort of tickle that starts in your stomach and spreads all over, that will give you some idea of what it's like. As you know, when you're feeling tick, when you're feeling tickly, you wriggle about a bit. It's just the same here, except it's a special kind of wriggling. Everything's a special kind of something in this book. Um, I just want to say this is manipulative language saying you already know feeling tickly and you you wiggle. You know, you know, and it's just the same here. Basically, sex is harmless. It's the same as being tickled is essentially what they're saying, which is right. like, not safe to say to a child. Um, anyway, and then that clip comes in. So, yeah, I just um, and I just wrote. Oh, so sex equals climbing trees and jumping rope. Um, and then they're like, good as it is, you just can't do it all day long. Like, sorry, kid. I know you want to fuck till the morning, but it's not possible. Oh, and in this, I, can, I, can I just show you this? Sorry, this illustration that's in the actual book. Look at the dog's face. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, the dog looks horny as fuck. There's a dog watching the girl jump rope. And, he, like, and he's so, um, he's so human-like. Oh, this dog is, like, really involved. This, as bad as the dog. He what? He's like kind of leering up her skirt. Yeah, you yes, her panties are exposed. Sorry, I hate the word panties, but her underwear are exposed. But yeah, it's fine. That's panties is fair. But yeah, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it, this book is a freak show. It's really upsetting. Um, and then I don't, 
I did not clip this because um, I just couldn't handle it anymore. But um, what they say afterwards is, um, God, I don't think I did anyway. Um, oh, no, I did. I did. I did. I did. Sick. I'm like kind of like this is hitting me in waves. This is so gnarly. This is such gnarly material. I know you really feel like you stumbled upon something, right? You're like, wait well, a second. I just I remember it. Like, I just didn't think of like, maybe I remember it being like tongue in cheek. I remember mm -hmm. it being a lot of information. Like they were kind of, I remember feeling like they were throwing the book at me a little bit. It's extremely long. I, the pages are not numbered, but I would say this is at least 30 pages yeah. of, of full text. Like, like, you know, and I definitely like it's published, but it has the feel of like a self-published. So I don't really know much about the public. I was going to look up the publishing company, but I didn't have time. Um, but I will read you the other titles they have later because that's great. Um, okay, I did take this clip. So, um, guys, in case you thought it was over, it's not. Uh, because what's the other reason that the tickly feeling goes away? Starts the making of a baby. When the man and the woman have been wriggling so hard you think they're both going to pop, they very nearly do just that. All the rubbing up and down that's been going on ends in a lovely explosion. Like a tremendous big shiver for both of them. You know how it is when you have a tickle in your nose for a long time and then you have a really big sneeze? It's a little like that. At the same time as this tremendous big shiver, a spurt of quite thick sticky stuff comes from the end of the man's penis and this goes way up inside the woman's vagina. Well, strange as it sounds, this sticky stuff is how you and I and all of us started our lives. I want to scream. Uh. I that is so just I mean, it's so gross. White sticky stuff, but don't be afraid of the white sticky stuff. It's where we all came from, baby. It's so it's so gentle and uh, you know, not scary. Like I wanna like, throw up. Probably broke me. Like this honestly, like <laughs> when I think about this, I cannot imagine I cannot nope. imagine showing this to a child. I would no. never my inner child. I would never show this to my inner child. That's why I don't, I'm like, I don't understand how my mom read this and gave it to us. Like, I just don't get it. Maybe she thought that's what you were supposed to do. I don't know. I hate to say it because it's just, it's not fair, but it's true. It was a different time. It was. Like, it was. And Dr. Spock was all fucking messing with everybody's heads along with yeah. other people. Um, I just, the tremendous, lovely, big shiver is the most horrendous thing I've ever heard. And also, like, this trying to locate the feeling for a kid. Uh, Why are you trying to explain it? Like, they, I sound like it also phone. makes it feel dirty. Like, you're, like, sneezing and, like, you're, like, ew. I honestly think, exactly. <laughs> I think that this is also part of, well, it's a lot of things. But, like, I know when I started having feeling down there, I was like, oh, that's wrong. Like, that's dirty. Like, that's what you do when you make a baby. Like, that's, you know, so it was the whole, like, masturbation is, like, wrong because that's not where it comes from. Or it's just dirty because that's what you read in that book that one time. But that was a big secret. Like, I, it's a lot of things. Um, but, yeah, the sex being, a, like, a sneeze only better. I mean, 
that's a friend's joke. That's not a appropriate for children. Like, sorry. Um, and I just wrote absolutely not okay on like all of this. Um, the spurt of quite thick, sticky stuff. Like, no one needed to hear that. I, you can use the word sperm. Just call it a fucking like seed. Especially like, like portrayed by the ocean. Like, how are you gonna tell? Uh, how are you gonna tell kids all this and not just like show a sperm and an egg diagram? Oh, like, they they go. They do way worse than that. Okay. Way worse than that. Um, they show us the sperm dancing and doing um, aqua aerobics. Which right. Sure. Familiar. <laughs> that sounds right. I'm gonna share that with you right now, and and then we're gonna share. I'm going to bring up something else that it reminds me of that was also very upsetting as a child. Amazing. So the sperm are dancing. Whirling about in circles. Because they're about to race to the vagina's egg. After leaving the man's penis, the sperm make their way up the woman's vagina like tiny tadpoles swimming up a stream. What they're hoping to find is one of the eggs that the woman produces oh, her. inside her every <laughs> the egg month. With the <laughs> she looks like one of the M&Ms. Sometimes they're unlucky. Doesn't she look like the green M&M? Kind of. Yeah, but like also <laughs> like she just has this like perfect flair to her where she yeah, she feels yeah. like or the or the seven up coin guy with a skirt you remember that seven up guy no oh yeah Ooh, that's a deep cut, a deep cut. yeah it was like a video game i don't know why Fortnite <laughs> swimming was very hot in like the 70s and 80s like growing yeah. up that was so um yeah you know, it, it tracks was, like you know someone drinking champagne and eating ambrosia and watching <laughs> ambrosia oh my gosh swimming show <laughs> oh that is so that is such a vivid moment with like the really like thick drapes yeah like, it's all over the house yeah yeah uh, <laughs> or like uh, like people would go like synchronized swimming was like very chic so what wasn't wasn't ball dance ballroom dancing like around the that same was, like yeah. later i well oh. like I think also like that went through a, a reinvention. Um, sure. But, like, swing, synchronized swimming, I don't think it's come back in the same way. But like that was a classic go-to montage moment. I can see why they. <laughs> I can see why they took that approach. I can too, and I'm gonna be honest with you. The reason that I wanted to talk about that is because I'm I'm different. I'm veering away from the subject matter for a second. Um, I don't know about you. But my sister and I both were very um, disturbed by the movie Look Who's Talking. Oh, my God. I know what's coming. All right. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, come on. Follow me. I know where I'm going. Come on. I've got the map. Come on. Right down here. Yeah, right there. Come on. Here we go. Okay, come on. Keep up. Come on, you kids. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, there it is. Oh. Wait a minute. I see something. I think I see something. Come on. There it is. Oh, I think this is it right over here. Yeah, this is it. This is definitely it. This is the place. Come on.
here. Oh! Oh, 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 oh! that i i science up close is like so touch and go and <laughs> mostly a no-go sometimes you'll see something very soothing yeah that is so gross i forgot about that <laughs> okay that and by the way that was considered like really like cutting edge comedy at the time it was and i remember seeing it as a kid it was not so what we just watched if you haven't or if you don't remember who look who's talking christy alley is getting boned by um uh, no, it's not John Travolta. It's he helps her. It's um, oh my god, my George Segal. Rest, rest in peace, George Segal. Huge, um, huge, phenomenal actor. Huge fan. Um, he just passed away. But anyway, he's fuck. He fucks Kirstie Alley in the beginning scene of this movie, and then we watch a ton of sperm racing to the egg, and what you hear is Bruce Willis voicing the sperm that makes it into the egg and sounds like it's having an orgasm when it makes it into the egg. <laughs> and my yeah. sister, yeah, my sister and I couldn't deal. It couldn't was, uh, deal. The idea of taking like a like a scientific footage or whatever and sort of like memeing it by like sure comedy voice on top of it that was relatively like new at the time and i remember that being really what people loved about that bit. yeah that was what people remembered just like why are you opening up with science like it's so gross like first of all it's just it, uh, <laughs> science it's, is gross it is and also like in contrast with that like goofy voice in the beach boys it's very menacing like that's a little like a uh, psychological thriller shit it it is actually that's a really good killer way to that's a good way to put it because it's like um it's too many things happening visually and 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 it's cuz it's in your like ears. Oh, here's this like really uh visceral private thing associated with like yeah. it's a little titillating it's mostly sort of interesting but it's also just visually something a lot of people haven't seen like that sure sure but then i mean on the beach boys and on top of that we're going to have like a comical voice someone like voicing this script. right uh so it's like yeah, science plus I get around plus fucking Bruce Willis like woohoo! Like it's just it's okay. like it's like it's like it sounds like a Cars scene, you know the movie Cars, except it's sperm. It's like making a murderer. Like I honestly, <laughs> there's like all the things are there to like create a gnarly situation. Yeah, yeah. So I feel a yep. little insane after watching that. <laughs> I don't want to watch the rest. Um, something. There's two movies. There's two movies of that. Um, well, we're, we're close to the end. Um, I skipped over because actually the developmental stuff, the stuff that the kid actually wants to know about, like the baby growing inside the belly and everything, which is not, I mean, it's not upsetting. Um, so like, I'm not going to read it because you all know how a baby's made, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. And it's, there's, I actually have no problem with it up until um, like with the text, except that they really like, low like <laughs> okay a couple things they call um they have this great euphemism for labor they call it a special kind of stomach ache because <laughs> everything's a special kind of something right what's, a, what's a special stomach ache you guys well yeah you know special. also what i was gonna say before um is uh, speaking of movies another embarrassing thing that i sh probably shouldn't be embarrassed about but like i just always found it ominous is 
See, this is how kids' brains works. You guys work, you guys. I was just talking about this on my episode that I did yesterday about like when you try to hide shit from kids, like drug use of their parent, for instance, they're gonna come to some conclusion on their own. It doesn't matter that they don't know what drugs are. So this is it just makes me think of the look who's talking. You know, there's a sex scene and then we watch that. And I didn't, obviously no one had ever told me what being horny was. I have no idea. I had no clue what being turned on was. I didn't understand why the, anything got hard. Um, but I knew that if there was sex on the screen, my parents were going to close the door that night. And that was like an, an extra special torture for me. <laughs> yeah. That's really, uh, that's so fucked. Yeah. I'm sorry. Luckily they'll never listen to this, but thank you. <laughs> Oh, God. My sister will, though. Hi, Jen. Um, but she didn't know how fucked up I was as a child. Also, like, you know, parents never... I would hope that, like, if your mom listened to this or whatever, she wouldn't take it personally. Because she wouldn't. No, that's the thing is my parents are amazing and we're incredibly close. And, like, I've been able to talk to them about my traumas, like, as an adult. And, like, they've been so fantastic. So I never want them to feel like it was their fault. Because, like, yeah. any mistakes they made, they were pretty much the mistakes that any parent could make like that I'm sure I'll make but that's why I'm saying like I'm not trying to put it on them but it was a, it was a mixture of things um but anyways yeah, like a certain yeah. level where like you can't possibly anticipate how your child will like internalize something no and that's again why you said it's terrifying to think about having children <laughs> oh god yeah, um you don't want to fuck that up what yeah even me it's my it's my literal job <laughs> to be a therapist for children and I'm still just like oh god I'm gonna screw up so bad <laughs> yeah oh god um but uh that's a normal feeling and also just can you can I show you how creepy creepy this doctor is look how creepy this doctor is and it says yeah, that's uh I do not want that guy near my vagina and it says mother's little helper what <laughs> he's not a little helper he's a doctor I know right like why are we downplaying a doctor in this setting like when in most children's books they're like the doctor is the does author. everything everything tell your doctor yeah exactly doctor 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 knows everything that is interesting I wonder if that's another hippie thing where they were like doing at home births or something I don't know but the, the film tells us to go to the hospital so <laughs> um so this last clip I have from here well I guess it's pretty much the last one um there unless we want to watch the outro but we don't really need to um it's the birth scene it's nothing too heinous um i'll play it just so we have some closure but then at the very end like this kid chokes the dog for no reason and i just i need you to see it so we can talk about it all right here we go not the baby but a kid that's watching so these kids are like sitting around watching this slideshow um and playing well, what we see is playing on the slideshow, kind of. And that's the time when the doctor and the nurses gather round to help the mother. Because this last part for her is the hardest. What she has to do is push the baby out through the opening between her legs. And what she uses to do the pushing are all the muscles in her stomach. Now, when you think how big the baby is and how small the opening is, you can imagine what hard work it is for the mother. That's why this part of the birth is called being in labor. 
I'm just going to pause it for a second because right after he says how small the opening is, the dad looks at the mom like, hey, and then yeah. pats her hand. It's so weird. And then you can hear her noises. This is her giving birth. Uh, mm. <laughs> Plus, if you hear a cat purring, it's because Blue is sitting right next to you. <gasps> Hi, Blue. I'm not having sexual intercourse. It's just. You mean it's not the cats on your bedspread going purr, 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 <laughs> while you get like fucked by your uncut husband okay <laughs> well i'm glad they i did no i'm glad they made him uncut when i thought about it because i was like that's probably easier to oh and that's that so sad yeah let's not talk about circumcision that this book would be a fucking like a tall yeah. otherwise <laughs> um yeah these 10 inappropriate areas like this is uh, we have veered so far off topic this is not this is about this is like a nightmare episode of Berenstein Bears. Is what this is. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to finish this clip. Sorry, I just had to say that. It can take a long time and it's very, very tiring. But at last, out she comes, looking cross, red in the face, and yelling like a fire engine. <laughs> that was the dog choking yeah so why did the kids strangle is that a birthday party I, I don't know i guess they're like some kind of kids sometimes kids are assholes like i really don't know i guess they thought that was funny that's what that's my like rugrats feel of it like not that the rugrats killed like choked their children their their children their pets but like i was like what is this about there's all this like i didn't show the whole thing of when they talk about where like the baby growing in the uterus some sort of psychopath test <laughs> yeah up only at that part you know this has to be for like a the kid yeah, the kid hears about the whole cycle of sex, and then it's yeah. like, I'm going to choke a dog. <laughs> There's definitely, like, a child behavioral therapist who has read this book or, like, shown this video to a kid <laughs> and seen his, uh, level it would like up when the dog got... Yeah, that would be very, very upsetting. Um, I've witnessed, I've dealt with a lot of upsetting sexual things from kids who don't know about sex yet, but, um, no dog choking, I don't think, um... Yeah, I've had a I've had a kid sh try to shove his face in my cleavage, but <laughs> oh, I didn't have cleavage. He pulled my shirt down. Anyway, um, so I'm so sure there's so many awkward moments. <laughs> I just yeah. being in school and people being so awkward and inappropriate. So I can't <laughs> imagine going through it myself as an adult. It's it's usually funny, but like when it's yeah, if somebody's really developmentally de developmentally delayed, what's the hardest? What I've found to be the most challenging when it comes to that is when some a person physically hits puberty but mentally they are very very young so they have no there it's very hard to explain like they don't understand it they just have these feelings and they have this automatic need to you know express those feelings and it can be really hard especially if they're depending on how old they are like i've you know i've witnessed dealt with somebody that's over 18 you know and is big and strong and that's really scary that yeah is i wasn't alone but yeah that was that was more in a it was a different environment than what i do now i, I like parents choice not to 
to uh, medicate their child with some sort of like hormone blocker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there that is an option. Um, that's like a whole other like ethical thing, and I think certain cultures are not okay with that. And also, they're gonna try every alternative therapy they can before they get to that resort. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, I only thought of that because um, I I knew kids growing up who had to you know like they were they took them and I thought really you know I've only really to be honest with you I've only really known about it in the context of children that are very adamant that they are trans before they hit puberty and then it's the choice of the parents hormone blocker is the wrong word but it's something to maybe slow down the puberty no no no. I I believe it's the same thing I'm just saying yeah I I'm I'm I mean I that is not my field like I I do work I'm a therapist but I don't work in any sort of medicinal i'm not a psychiatrist so i don't um yeah the, it was um that the people that i'm thinking of it was a situation exactly like where their right. bodies were not even close to caught up to where their bodies were so like it just would have been yeah and that and that puberty. totally and that would usually be when there's like a severe intellectual disability or like not just a developmental whereas it's like you're childish but you have this like ability to synthesize things but if there's like a really severe intellectual disability or whatever yeah. this is what they would call it these days um that yeah that probably would happen and a doctor would probably be able to kind of assert that because that would be like for the safety of that person and others because it's like this grow that's a you know it's this it's a grown man it's a grown man with the brain of maybe a four-year-old Right. Um, yeah, which is really, really hard. I mean, very yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, <laughs> sorry to take it there. But uh, <laughs> um, I yeah, I probably would not have talked about that today. Had you not. <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, I I work for myself now. I have my own company. Um, so I, but climate clients generally find me. Um, but I am not in like a clinical setting. Uh, in this, I'm out and I'm in their homes at their schools and some. One of my clients comes to my house, but, uh, or the beach. Sometimes we go to the beach, but, um, anyway, (laughs) but I don't have, I'm not dealing with anybody of that caliber. I would not have the confidence to deal with that on my own. I'd be like, you definitely want like a medical doctor involved here. Um, but when I worked for other companies, uh, specifically I worked for Easter seals for six years and Yeah. And it wasn't my, I worked with children with autism, but I sometimes would go help with the, um, like adult group. I don't want to call it adult daycare like they did because that's fucking infantilizing. And I really believe in not using language like that, but, um, it was a day program for adults with just kind of any kind of disability. Uh, and it was wild. Like, not that there's anything wrong with those people, but it was not handled very well. So it was a little bit dicey um right it's no so weird yeah too. i'll just say even like i don't know my limited experience like being growing up dyslexic or whatever um it's very difficult when everyone is grouped in together regardless oh god yeah that is at, because like you would have especially like in a high school setting right that's not even mm-hmm. like an, an adult daycare so to speak which right I, you know, whatever. It's a gross term. Probably, I think school might be more fun anyway. Uh, 
Yeah. Like I, it just, uh, it was very, you know, there'd be kids with like behavioral problems and there yeah. would be kids with like severe physical disabilities. And then yep. like, there's me who like has a hard time reading. And like, I, I could not agree with you more. That is one of my biggest issues. That's one of, I mean, it's, it's convoluted, but it's a big part of why I work for myself now because I don't think anybody should be lumped together for the, be for quote, the better or the worse. Really very defeating because yeah. it, it's a lot of comparison. You find yourself feeling like, okay, I go here because I'm like this. And oh. so, you know, yeah, even the term special needs is like, no, no good. No good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I understand everybody has their own needs, um, but that's everybody. Uh, but yeah, I, I have a huge problem with that. And it is fundamentally, it's a, oh, it's a I big like issue. Needs. I like saying it cause like, it's true. And also I have <laughs> to laugh about it. Cause like, also I have to remind myself of it. Like I have to be nice to myself sometimes. So I'm like, why is this so hard for me? I'm like, Molly, you're mm -hmm. having special needs. Like, yeah, we are like, you truly are that girl that had to go to like the, the little classroom. Like you definitely, oh man, you struggle sometimes to like and that's okay that's like I, it's not anything new to my life I have to remind myself of that well yeah it's great that you don't your worth is not defined by that you're like hey it's okay that I'm having a hard time with this I have my own set of struggles as everybody does um I've yeah I have clients that are like really like advanced but they have some behavioral issues and then they get put in a classroom with all these kids that are um functioning at like maybe a kindergarten level when it's like a third grade classroom and the kid is like well I the kid has behavioral problems but they're not intellectually delayed so it's like why are what the hell why why are what are we all doing together here like you can't teach them all the same way that's just not going to work um yeah so part of the challenge was for me to submit to being bored yeah I I thank you oh my god that's such a huge thing that I talk about with my my client's parents is like, you know, I think they're bored. <laughs> like They're acting out. Right. It's not necessarily because they're angry. It's not necessarily this or that or the other thing. Sometimes kids get fucking bored and we have to make sure that this is the right fit for them because. Well, because also like being, being bored is okay sometimes. Like yeah. most things in life that are good for you are boring. I always say yeah. that. And so that includes like sitting there and doing math. Like part of it sure. is like maybe you are advanced because this is like boring math, but did the first time you learned it, did you sit there and actually do it on the paper or were you like bored by it? You know? Yeah. That's School's boring. School's boring for sure. But to sit there and be like not doing anything because the other kids in your class, like dissolve, crumble apart every two seconds, you know, and you're just sitting there like, I need help reading. Like, I can't imagine that. That would yeah, be so frustrating. I would, reread. I would just, I, I just remember free reading. And then once computers became like popularized in classrooms, I was like, all right, I'm <laughs> logging on. I'm figuring uh, a way to log on. And a legend was born <laughs> ever since then. You're like, I'm just going to talk to computers. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Uh, that's, that's a real, that is a real issue um, that I like that you brought that up because I am a huge advocate for meeting everybody at their individual need level and not, you know, like you said, lumping them together. Um, unless they choke dogs and they need, you know, psychiatric help. <laughs> yeah, I am worried about that boy. Like, we kind of yeah. passed the fact that he uh, abused an animal. At a it's, not, it's not in the book. Like, I really don't 
know why they chose to do that. I guess my my only guess is they thought it was funny, which is yeah. upsetting. It's 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 not great. Um, but yeah, so basically the book wraps up. Um, they talk about the umbilical cord. They're fine on that. I mean, they just tell the truth, which is like you could have done that this whole book and not talked about sex, and that'd be great. Uh, and it's just yeah, it says. Um, <laughs> You know, that's what a belly button is. Woohoo. And you're like, great, I knew what my belly button was. Why are we but now I'm scarred for life. Yeah, um, button, it's crazy how you know what a belly button is, but you don't like that goes to show like how little you need to tell kids about sex. Yes, like, they're fine. They're, they don't want it. Like I said, I didn't know what being horny was. I didn't know why sex on the TV made those noises happen. I just put two yeah. and two together. I wasn't curious. I, yeah, I really was not curious. And it's just, it's, it's, uh, sexualizes everything a child looks at after something like that. Absolutely sexualizes everything. And the last line of this book drives me crazy because it says, um, there, now you know where you came from. Sorry, the last page. You may think it sounds like a lot of hard work for such a little person, but there's a very good reason why your mother and father went through it all. Yeah, because the dad really struggled through this. And if you want to know what that reason is, just take a look in the mirror. It was all done for you. So it's like this whole thing, like, and now you owe us. But also, it's all for your own good. Like, sex is, like, your fault. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I mean, this definitely, I can see, like, this probably sent me on a little bit of, like, a Da Vinci Code moment when I was a kid just trying to figure out, like. Oh, oh my God. That is such a good way of putting it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this, a, oh, is that what sex is? Oh, is that what's happening there? 100%. And you always, yeah. like, you have, like, a picture in your brain, and then you have a word that floats, and you're like, do these match? You know, like, uh, it's just, I remember being in seventh grade, and someone said the word masturbate, and I'd never heard that before. And then when once I figured out what it was, I was immediately ashamed that I understood. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still didn't understand. When I first heard that word, I didn't understand. But I was 13. I mean, you know, it had been a while. But, like, even I so, I only understood because I had done it. <laughs> <laughs> got it got it i mean so listen i grew up in middlesex county so like yeah gotcha there were some kids that were like eh, sex and like some kids did not <laughs> think that, that word had some sort of like you know funny nature to it but like again right. a lot of my classmates were one of six kids so like they knew about oh okay i look at like um i've dated like younger so i've dated different birth orders of families but i've dated <laughs> younger siblings and what they knew about at a young age is shocking to me like I just like I can I'm always just stunned like you knew about blowjobs when you were seven like that that's stunning to me too because even though I had an older sister we were both incredibly sheltered and she might the only thing she had to throw at me was this book <laughs> right right that was hot tea and honestly it, it is hot tea even now it's disturbing <laughs> That was bad enough. That and like, uh, she took me into the, sorry, Jen, I'm telling the story. She took me into the garage and was like, why do you think Santa's pa wrapping paper is in mom's stuff? Ooh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, she still feels she bad. It's like it's foundation for you. She's like, you, <laughs> you think about it, dude. Think about it. I'm so mean, but like, yeah, she, she's a great sister. She hates when I tell this story. No, it's fine. I used to like torture my cousins and tell them they were like adopted. Like, I yeah, that's just what you do. And like, you make weird shit up when you're a kid for no reason. 
yeah but like it was a uh, yeah no you, you gotta do it you got to yeah that's just normal that's just like yeah that's just being family yeah that's just being bored right <laughs> gotta torture my sister a little bit um wow okay malls i think that's it i think we survived dude this was so much fun thank uh, you uh, really i'm really surprised uh, <laughs> i cannot believe titties was in this book i'm absolutely <laughs> about that as soon as we log off here i i, I mean I, that I'm was blown away I know. And the titties, that's what struck me first when I got the copy. I was like, really? They see titties? And I said that to Justine, my co-host for Coast to Coast. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? What? <laughs> like, everyone will be scandalized by this. And that's kind of powerful. Um, wow. Well, we're really blowing the lid off of this. You guys, cancel. Where did I come from? 100%. I think it's already out of print, but definitely it's canceled. But also, yeah. if you want to see the video again... Yeah easy to find on youtube um shout out to actual person 34 who has seven thousand actual person 34 that's their name <laughs> brilliant addition dude yeah this was uh this was lit thanks for thanks for that thank uh, you for coming on and um not to like you know advertise myself but uh if you ever need anyone for your podcast i'm happy to come on yeah you know i think maybe it would be interesting to do like some sort of uh if there's like a great childhood movie or like sure a yeah, anything. LD one or something. I'll I'll definitely. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so if there's a movie about autism, you'll call me, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, but no, this was a blast, and I really um I'm I'm absolutely blown away by this book. Um, thank you, and thank you for being here, Malls. I'm so it, this is my dream come true. So thank you so much, and I'm I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> you want all right. <laughs> Thanks, Smalls. Okay, goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Leave us a five-star review and you will get free merch. Bye. Spinderella cut it up one time. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex for now. To the people at home or in the crowd. It keeps coming up anyhow. Don't be coy, avoid, or make void the topic. Cause that ain't gonna stop it. Now we talk about sex on the and video shows Many know Anything goes Let's tell it like it is And how it could be How it was And of course How it should be Those who think it's dirty Have a choice Pick up the needle Press pause Or turn the radio off Will that stop us, Pen? I doubt it Alright then Come on, spin Let's talk about sex, baby Let's talk about you Make any man's eyes pop. She uses, she got to get whatever she don't got. Fellas, 
you like fools, but then again, they're only human. This chick was a hit because her body was booming. Gold, pearl, rubies, crazy diamonds. Nothing she wore was ever common. Her dates, heads of state, men of taste, lawyers, doctors. No one was too great for her to get with or even mess with. The press, she says, was next on her list. And uh, believe me, you, it's as good as true. There ain't a man alive that she couldn't get next to. She had it all in the bag. So she should have been glad. But she was mad and sad and feeling bad Thinking about the things that she never had No love, just sex Followed next with a check and a note That last night was dope, 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 dope Take it easy Let's talk about sex, baby Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things And the bad things that may be Let's talk about sex Come on. Let's talk about sex Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. 